0: Hey everyone, it's Eldermine. Welcome back to my Grown Pains podcast where I for some reason invite guests to the studio to pretty much dig up the discomfort of adolescence for your listening pleasure. Um, today I'm so excited to be joined by my friend Jesse Rutherford. Big up! Uh, you'll probably know him from (laughs) you'll know him as a front man from the band The Neighbourhood or from his solo project which is one of my favourite albums ever man
1: I love your solo work too Oh,
0: thank you (laughs) yeah but I thought Jesse would be the perfect guest for this because I feel like and so many of the listeners will agree as well I mean you've like been the soundtrack to so many of our coming of ages (laughs) so thanks so much for coming down man I really appreciate it thanks Um, for
1: having me
0: yeah it's going to be fun so I'm a singer songwriter, as you know, and my main inspiration when it comes to songwriting are my experiences navigating through adolescence. I've always found that I'm really, like, romantic about that era of my life. So I thought it would be cool to, like, just open up that dialogue and invite people I love to the studio to talk about it. And to break the ice, I don't know if you knew about this, but ask you to, like, get a, a photo of you. From that era. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I brought my old passport.
0: Oh man, you went. Um, you're the first person to bring a physical. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's too many pictures saved on my phone. Yeah. But yeah, so I brought this one, and you can oh, see. Oh man, I definitely that's so. Was, oh my
0: God, look at. Wait, Did, yeah. you, did I got. You, su-
1: I got surgery. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> so who? Who was that person?
1: So. I mean, especially this phase. Obviously, I have the the Mickey Mouse gauged ears <laughs> that were an inch and a quarter. I don't know what the EU measurement of inch and a quarter is, but Pretty fucking big, stupidly right. big. Yeah yeah, 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 like this is just dumb. How long did it take to do it?
0: Yeah, because you have to start <clears throat> out with like a little one and then grow them out, right?
1: Or yeah, I mean, too. I got my ears pierced when I was twelve. I begged my mom since I was probably five to do it. Really? Yeah, finally did it. And then this is why she didn't ever want me to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> look yeah, where the yeah. fuck I took it. But, um,
0: but parents, if you tell them you can't do something, you're going to do it like twice as bad. Yeah, And we kind of <laughs>
1: talked a little bit before. Like, I think you have a relationship with your dad from what you've told me where mm. it's pretty, um, and from what I've heard from the podcast, I would imagine he treated you like, I don't want to say an adult, but like equal. A, 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 an equal, a, a real human your whole life. And my mom was the same way. So I was also very able to be like, I was telling her like I begged to get my ears pierced and then I got them pierced and then leading up from that from sixth grade on I was just like slowly making them bigger and she would just be like don't and I'd be (laughs) like but I just I really want to do it and just something like I was always good at like I knew I had her love and I think Mm -hmm. I took it for granted sometimes speaking of adolescence I mean I feel like that's something that comes up in my head.
0: I know what you mean though. Yeah. She kinda was kinda just I in. mean, it's like the same. My mum didn't want me to get tattoos or anything, but like I'll text her and she'll be like, I still love you. I got this, I got alone. Yeah. That, for the um artwork cover and I texted her like a picture of it and she was like, You're so odd <laughs> that was her reply. <laughs> but I knew it, yeah. It could
1: be like, so much worse. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? Like yeah.
0: <laughs> so if you put yourself in like a high school oh, yeah, stereotype.
1: I was in a hardcore music. Okay. Um like you know, I grew up in like a suburban area and hardcore and metal and punk music was kind of available mm-hmm. and the thing that people were doing. Right. And uh, at this point I had started to play drums and then that's kind of what developed me into that guy that you saw in that picture, yeah. which I think I was 17 in that picture. Wow. It was right before I graduated high school. And
0: when was that? Like what year was that in? 2009.
1: 2009. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was straight edge. I was like involved in like a hardcore straight edge community. So Mm -hmm. like school wasn't really my, my thing. There was some hardcore kids there too, that I would like see outside of school. And that's why we were kind of, that's where my social circle was, was in shows, like going to shows and like the hardcore music scene. And um, yeah, at that point, especially, I I think this is right before I realized I don't want to be that forever. You know, a lot of hardcore, it's like angry and everything. And I was angry too, but then I got to a point where I'm like, Uh, I just don't want to take it out this way. You know what I mean.
0: So that was a scene like where you grew up. Where was that?
1: I grew up in a a small town called Newbury Park, (laughs) California. Newbury Park, love it. Yeah, just like the whole surrounding area. But we go like out to like Canoga Park or Orange County or you know Southern California is like I'm pretty sure the birthplace of hardcore music in general. Really,
0: I didn't know that. I would never have thought that. I feel like when I listen to your music, it's so like hip hop influenced. So like. That's so funny, like, seeing a picture of you like that. Well, I don't know. I guess I guess you can listen to hip-hop and have, like, e- earrings like that as well. Totally. <laughs> but, well, and also but, what that
1: taught yeah. me was, remember, drums was where mm. it started. Yeah. So, like, if you listen to metalcore and yeah. you listen to, a, like, a hip-hop song or, like, yeah. you know, a trap song, yeah. the hi-hats and the kick pedal are the only things that are different. You get yeah. a double kick in metal and you get bass hi-hats or whatever and and those kind of patterns in hip-hop it's so similar it's just beats it's just a bounce i I, just want to bounce yeah i I think
0: as well i think that's like when you find out you're a musician because when you realize you have to like leave music as a badge of identity at the door Hmm. i mean i guess it's our job to like listen to every single genre i don't know and be interested in it and I, i know i look at my friends and they'll be like oh no i only listen to this and i only wear these clothes and i only do this thing because like that's what they want to be seen and that's like their identity but i guess like hmm. when you truly love music you got to listen to all of it and be all of it
1: and try all and,
0: of it. and try all of it yeah yeah exactly
1: sometimes try all of it in front of everybody <laughs> yeah like, oh wait and whoops fail. yeah exactly
0: what was like the biggest fail for you when you were um, most embarrassing moment when you were a teenager, what would
1: you say? It's weird because it's a fail, but it's also, I, would, I wouldn't I would be here today if it, if I didn't mm-hmm. take this risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in this hardcore band for a while, you know, singing, yelling, whatever. And then uh, the guitar player of the band who was like my closest, he was my boyfriend pretty much. He was like my, he's my soulmate. You know what I mean? He was like my musical, my first like love. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I still love him to this day. He's, he's the best. Shout out to Rocky. But <laughs> he... Um, he went away to college, as people do. And I was like, what are you doing, bro? The band. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like, "Uh." Eh. And then I kept that band going for a little bit, replaced him with two other guitar players. And then I was with this girl at the time. And then she broke up with me. And between Rocky leaving and her leaving, I was just like, I don't want to fucking oh, do this. My. I don't want to do this stupid band anymore. And then I started to rap. Oh, shit. So it was like... And then I couldn't, like, walk around town because, like, people just – I mean, yeah, it wasn't very good music for sure. I mean, some of it was maybe okay. Again, nowadays actually, 2020, if you listen back to it, it's like nothing compared to what people do now. But at the time, being in a small suburban area and, like, this guy trying (laughs) to, like, make pop rap records, it was like – I get it. It was – you know. And that was probably the the Mm -hmm. time where I had to, like – take that
0: yeah, yeah 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 you should rehash those though you should get them out they'll probably be like they're like I said, I, they're I'm fucking like, there yeah oh, it's, really, it's, really. it's called
1: the internet it never goes away <laughs> well i've deleted some of them but there's yeah the better side of it i would <laughs> say is out there actually there's a song be... called better that's embarrassing there's a video that's hilarious but you just told
0: everyone to go check it out i mean <laughs> they, they've
1: been checking it <laughs> okay, out cool. anybody who's gonna listen to this or at least <laughs> anybody who's heard me or know of me? Yeah, would probably. We I'm assuming. I've seen it. Maybe.
0: That'd, I think I that'd hope be not. that'd be kind of cool concept for an album though. Like you should like reproduce them all and re redo them all. It could work. It could it could be <laughs> good if you run out of ideas. I don't think you're gonna run out of ideas. That's anytime. the old
1: <laughs> songwriter. I told you so. Right? Like, see?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lizzo did it. <laughs> yeah. You know what
1: I mean? Like,
0: yeah, that's crazy. Three
1: years old? We talking about six years old, bitch? <laughs> Check this shit out. But it's true. Sometimes yeah. you know you've written songs before oh. where you're like. Fuck, this could maybe work now.
0: I mean, yeah. oh, 100%. My next song that's coming out is like a song that's like three years old, but nobody else fucking knows No, that. it's great. Like, yeah. I mean, it's fresh to them, you know? And I think, that, I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast, because I'm still talking about the shit that I went through yeah. 10 years ago, and it's still, like, affecting me. That's what growing up is. It's trying to, like, forget all the shit that we went through at that age or making something good out of it, making light out of it, which yeah. is, I don't know, I guess, I don't know if it was the same for you, but cre- creativity went hand in hand with coming of age. It was like a necessity yeah. to like live. It was like air
1: <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I often find myself thinking or saying in conversations to people like mind you a lot of people I talk to are creative people also mm-hmm. and like when something gnarly happens, I'm always just like, yo, at the end of the day, you have one thing that maybe someone next to you doesn't have which is creativity so you could take this awful thing that just happened and literally make it into the best thing that ever happened in your life like i just shoveled all my pain as a child into one big hill and then fucking climbed to the top of it and screamed and got a record deal with my friends because of it you know what i mean like
0: yeah it's crazy It's, it's also dark, but then it's dark because i feel like i'll get into moments where i'm like going in the studio and i'm like oh shit you know what I actually feel really good about myself, so I just Mm -hmm. know this is gonna be the worst session ever. You know, like I'm like, oh man, like I really wish something terrible would happen to me so I could write a fucking album. Like but um so you gotta be like (laughs) I know No, you gotta be able to tap in. Yeah, you gotta be able to tap in and Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I'm still writing about like those existential crises that I was going through like back then. I don't know. What was your first one? When was the first time you had like an existential crisis?
1: I think maybe I'm in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just like, I mean, like, I remember just being a kid and being like five, six years old and, you know, going to my mom and being like, listen, this whole Santa Claus thing, you don't have to do that.
0: That's so I know, I know. It's
1: it's okay. Like, so early, that was my perspective. And in some ways, it's been awesome. And in some ways, it's fucking sucked because the more I know, the less I want to, but I still want to. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so hard. Like, so a lot of that hit me after I was who you know now, who the camera or whatever the microphone knows is Jesse Rutherford. And like, I worked really hard to get that as a kid, and then got it in my life. By Mm -hmm. the time I was like, you know, we got a record deal when I was twenty-one. I played my first show in New York on my twenty-first birthday. Like, I'll never forget that. You know what I mean? Like, signed to Columbia Records, my band, we were kind of buzzing. Like, it was unbelievable. You know what I mean? And. I think after that, it started to come. The years after, there was some success, probably after Wiped Out. Wiped Out was the deepest depression that I had had at that point in my life. You know, I think you go through waves, and some are bigger than others. I think you get older, and then they get like, oh my god yeah. I'm never gonna get out of this and then you get up you're like <gasps> but you, you yeah. start learning they're gonna come again yeah
0: you learn to realize this, that's what it is and it's crazy we were just talking about this before but like you just said you were 21 playing like sold out show in New York. you just signed a record deal your dreams had came true mm-hmm. and then you would hit with like the biggest slump that you ever go through in your life and you're like what but this is like everything I've ever wanted mm-hmm. and yeah that's definitely something I would go back and tell myself is like you, you're, ne- you're never gonna be satisfied so just so just be satisfied. You I know, know? Like, I know. It's weird. It, it seems
1: so simple, and yeah. it is once you can fucking tap into that. Yeah. But it's just not. Who
0: would you like talk to? Uh, did you have like role models and people that you go for for advice? And you said, "That's always Rocky been a... moved away." But <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yes and no. You know, uh, I've always put myself around. I would say pretty good people that have helped me a lot, but then there hit a point in time where like. My friends told me I need to go talk to a therapist. Yeah. And, like, that was another part of it. That was like, I mean, my mom went to therapy yeah. my whole life. Like, I saw it. I was okay with the idea of it. I was, like, totally not like, what therapy? No, but when your friends come to you and say, I can't handle all this. Like, you need to go to somebody else. That's when it's like, well, oof.
0: How old were you then? Was that
1: like? This is, this is like around Wiped Out mm-hmm. when, when that album happened. So, 2015, I was, I don't know, 20 something, 20. Mm-hmm. 20- five four yeah, yeah, or five yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah and and that's when it was just like oh okay and then I've done that since and it's actually helped me a whole a whole ton you know? yeah
0: it's crazy it's so weird like in the past like not even I was gonna say 10 years but really like less than that like the past five years how all of my friends were all kind of just like oh shit yeah we were all like mentally ill in high school and we just didn't do shit about it mm-hmm. and we were dicks to each other like yeah and I guess that's what it is it's going back and going over those years and Fucking making sense of all.
1: I was uh, shoving shit through my ears, looking at myself bleed in the mirror while I was doing it. And like at the time, I was like, this is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna look so cool and so hardcore or whatever. Yeah. But like looking back at it as an adult now, I was like, oh my god. I was like what I just said. I was yeah. in the bathroom making myself hurt. Like
0: why do you think you were doing that? To- well,
1: now I look back on it because yeah. I you know, I I I uh I had pain and I wanted to Feel something, or there's so many reasons. It it was so aesthetic and so I wasn't thinking that when I was doing it. When I was doing it, I wasn't thinking to myself, oh, my pink. It wasn't that. But like you look back on it, or I do now, and I'm like, whoa, is that what you're doing there?
0: Totally. I know what you mean. But at least, like, I feel like. You're kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm like, whoa, you were wild, like you were expressing yourself, and mm-hmm. I feel like I never expressed myself in high school. I went to like an all-girls school, and I feel like we were all just like carbon copies of each other, and mm. like, and it was like so weird. Like,
1: you had to wear uniform and stuff.
0: Well, we had to wear uniform like for like most of high school, and then you go in this thing. It's like six form college, and then you can wear your own clothes. And it's like, yay, the freedom will express ourselves. And we all come in, we're in the, we're the same all, thing. We all shopped at the same store. We yeah. all went, went to Topshop and got of the course, same fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. And we all come in and we're like all got the same boots on, like. I remember someone made like a collage of all of our friends' shoes and outfits and like sent it around, like the group chats and stuff. And, yeah. Like,
1: like, this is this group. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, this yeah. yeah. Like yeah.
0: being really bitchy. Like, that was like the, the peak of gossip in high school. But, oh, yeah. um, so I when like, did you graduate high school? I think like 2015. Okay, yeah.
1: cool. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, Instagram was fully going right yeah
0: i mean i'm kind of on the cusp of like it was still pretty fun like i remember when it first came out i was probably like 16 or something instagram no one gave a shit it was just our friends on it and like we we had like every social media platform like i was on vine like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um keek there was this thing called keek i don't know if you remember that there Mm -hmm. was like um so many weird things like this thing called gif boom like we Mm -hmm. were just like trying every app out and we would I shouldn't say this because someone's gonna dig up some weird shit that I was doing on GIF be Boob and, great. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. some GIF of me. So I think it was still fun, like back then for me. Like I'm glad I'm not sixteen right now and like actually have to fucking worry about what I'm putting on there because literally like the whole of the internet is out there, the whole of my school is out there. Like at least then like yeah. it was it was still a secret. Somewhere. It still felt
1: local a little yeah, bit. Right? 100%, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent.
0: That's the perfect word for it. Yeah. yeah.
1: I have friends that still use it on a local level. Mm-hmm. And also, I think there's some people, you know, I was talking to you about my girlfriend earlier, Devin, but mm-hmm. she does Instagram better than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. But she genuinely doesn't take it that seriously.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, it's brilliant. Yeah, I don't know how how she does it, but it's, you know, it's still a possible thing, I guess, yeah. to even be really in the 100%. conversation and still um, remain not too in your head about it
0: like it just says it all people have to have two instagram accounts now people are like i've got my one that the will sees and i've got the one that five of my best friends sees yeah it's like fucking hell is that a sign of the times like
1: (laughs) you know it's funny i uh i don't know if you watch kirby enthusiasm
0: i've seen like two episodes but i haven't like i haven't watched it but
1: so i would like to imagine i could be really wrong here but i would like to imagine that the lead character and obviously the creator of it, Larry David, he plays such an exaggerated version of himself Mm -hmm. in it that I would imagine it would help him in life to um, probably not have to bring all that into real life all the time because he could leave it on on the screen. And I feel like in ways that could be where social media could be positive for some people because you could have multiple personalities. Yeah, I like being on there because I like making like designs and brands and like I think that's all really cool and exciting but obviously some people take that to an evil place I think yeah, a lot of people so it's kind of hard to it's hard to judge
0: and you're spending like time off it for now do you think like yeah for the foreseeable do you think you'll
1: I mean the band's gonna put out another record and when I do that I wanna I wanna be in there and everything but again it's like it's not the personal part of me Mm -hmm. and uh, that's hard because on that platform, I like to present an idea, yeah, not just who I am. Even though, like, I want people to know that part too, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, on that platform, it feels like that's not the place for this guy, at least for who I am, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to show my personality and who I am in the best way. Also, like, I don't know if I want to, if I want to show it that way. I yeah.
0: guess. What do you think you'd be like if you were like growing up now? If Mm. you were, like, a 15-year-old right
1: now. I feel like I'd be doing the same thing. You know, you talked a while ago about, like, you should pop some of those old songs back out and see what (laughs) happens. Like, yeah, I really wonder what would have been or whatever Mm -hmm. if I was doing... I mean, same, same, but different. Like, But that headspace of, like, yes, I am this person from here, Mm. but I don't give a shit. I'm going to make rap music Mm. because this shit's dope.
0: I'm so (laughs) jealous of, like these kids are like I mean I could have done it as well I guess like and I did to some degree but like like nine year olds who are like on Logic like like making like sick fucking beats and music and uploading them to SoundCloud and going like and just like also being able to like, access all that music as well I feel like once a month my mum would get me a £15 iTunes voucher and I would have to like think about the 15 songs that I was going to tell like, wow, that yeah, month, yeah. you know like um, or like a CD or anything before that whatever it was I was going to say song, but I feel like we talk about music so much. But as I'll say, what movie do you think would perfectly embody your like coming of age experience?
1: The first movie that comes to mind is this movie that didn't come out too long ago, but it's called Brigsby Bear. It's modern, so it's like genre bending. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's how I would describe it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not, a, I'm not a filmmaker, but um, I think good modern art should do that where you're like whoa what am I watching what am I experiencing I just laughed and now I'm crying but if I may songs are probably a little bit more palatable and easy let's go Um, for them whenever I think of the song The Suburbs by Arcade Fire Mm -hmm. that song can make me cry every time I hear it just like yeah before before the neighborhood did what we did we were just really good friends and um, one year we went and we snuck into Coachella just never forget like like making it past security and like running into the crowd and then like being in this crowd and Arcade Fire was on the main stage or like just coming to the main stage and then watching their show but then going back and listening to it on record for the first time because I I actually saw it live before I heard it on record I think the feeling of it is just like this gut-wrenching but unbelievable feeling and if I have a daughter when I'm still young I want to hold her hand and show her some beauty before the damage is done. Just like the the lyrics are just like, oh my God, they just get me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What are you most nostalgic or like romantic about
1: from that time? Time moved differently. I never ever thought about that Mm -hmm. or worried. I I was thinking about forever, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about the end. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I just felt so confident. And so fucking sure of myself. And I don't think I was right for that. Mm. And I think I was an idiot for it in a lot of ways. But the feeling was incredible. I saw this vision. I I worked. I, I wanted something and I actually did make it happen. So it's incredible. But you know, there was something to it back then that was just innocent and just more, like, free and... Yeah, and,
0: and, 100%, man. Yeah. I write all my songs about this time in my life, and I'm yeah. like, I wonder if I actually went back and relived it, would I be like, wow, this is, like, everything I I think it is, but... As creatives as well, like I think about that time of my life as a movie. I'm yes. like, I was a fucking character in skins. Like, cool. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 That's what, like, I, I look back and it was probably so fucking boring. Like, I was probably just in my room most of the time. But
1: I know right. you were bored back then. Yeah. I, I know you were because I was in the same position. Yeah. Like, oh, I couldn't wait for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The feeling of not being able to wait for tomorrow. Yeah. And now I'm like, fuck, dude, tomorrow's almost here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck did I even do today? Do yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? I'm like, because like... tomorrow used to hold such. Amazing opportunities and possibilities, yeah. you know, and they still do. It still does. Mm. I'm still a pathetically hopeful fucking asshole, but I, I, I just, you know, it got me this far, and I'm yeah. trying to hang on to it. Yeah. But reality hits you really hard, and, and you know, life hits you really hard. Adulthood hits yeah. you really hard.
0: When did you? Th- when do you think that happened? Like, what was the moment that? Well, I. I this is a big question, but do you think there was a, a particular moment that like defined? you at that time, like, or defined you that whole time in your life?
1: Hmm. Um,
0: it's, cra- it's a hard question because it's so many moments. But
1: Yeah, well, it's funny. Something that I've been referencing recently, Uh, that I still want this feeling. Mm-hmm. I still strive for this feeling. But when I was in high school, I was in an English class senior year. I wouldn't say I was a class clown, but I was like... Depending on the the relationship I felt like I had with the teacher. teacher yeah. You know what I mean? I would be anyway. I'd be relaxed and just yeah. be like, whatever. And like if there's a joke that I felt needed to happen, then I'd throw it out there and <laughs> see what happened. And you know, usually I could read when I could do that kind of a thing. And there okay, so there's this kid in the class and his name was DJ. And he was a football player and he was like you know, good-looking guy. He kind of looked adultish. He looked mm-hmm. a bit adultish for high school, and and I was like very high, very little looking. Like I entered right. high school five feet tall, like <laughs> tiny, right? By this time, I was probably like five nine or something. But regardless, I was in class, and I would tell my little jokes every once in a while, and the teacher and the class would reciprocate. The energy back to me from my joke and give me a little bit, give me a laugh or just this light feeling of like acceptance. And like, you know, I was a validation, acceptance. Like I, I I was different. I I did have my weird gauged ears or my fucking what deep V-necks at the time and like skinny (laughs) pants and moccasins and straightened hair and whatever the hell else I was doing. But I always wanted to be someone's exception. Mm -hmm. I know I wasn't like you or wasn't like you, but Dude, I'm just like you. And DJ would never laugh at my jokes. (laughs) And I would notice that he wouldn't laugh. So it was like my goal of that year, subconsciously, to just get that motherfucker to crack a smile. And by the end of the year... I did, and and that feeling is the same feeling I take in life, and like I'm trying, I I try not to, because it's asking so much of mm -hmm. the world to be their exception, or to laugh at my joke, or to smile, or to give me love, or to give me attention. You know, everybody wants that, so it's a hard thing for me to be like, give me yours too. I got the whole class, but DJ, come on. But that moment just has been. I've been thinking about that moment a lot. Well,
0: that's like the, yeah. the the bigger picture of that is that you can't make everyone happy, and we're always mm-hmm. trying to make everyone happy. That's a big, that's a good moment. That's yeah. like a big one to like. Yeah. Pretty philosophical
1: that one. <laughs> yeah, it it, it just <laughs> like keeps that. coming up. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's got a lot of, it holds a lot of relevance though. We got a um a fan question. Yeah. If you could go through teenhood as any generation, which one would you pick? Or like any era, I guess they mean.
1: Now. I think now is great. Really? I think now is. I That's mean, so it, interesting. It's 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 the worst it's ever been, but it's the best it's ever been. I mean, we're evolving. Yeah, like we're tapped
0: in. When, yeah, yeah,
1: there's people good. on different levels. There's nine year old kids, like you said, yeah. making things. There's artists like Juice World, yeah. uh, who was a 17 year old kid from Chicago, being able to just rap songs, write songs, yeah. sing songs, one after the other, yeah. like it was just nothing. And then it's then he's gone. You know what I mean? It's just like. I've heard that he would give you six options for every beat. Wow. Like freestyle wow. six different things over That's a crazy, song. Yeah. And then you just choose what you want. You know, talk about breathing talent.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. It bums me out. It bums me out. That's why when I hear someone say things in the right way, I'm just like, oof. Thank yeah. you. I needed that little yeah, bit yeah, of hope. Yeah, yeah. So many people are just screaming and saying shit that it's just like, I wish people would ignore people more. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds awful. Not everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people really need to be heard. Mm-hmm. But some things that we talk about and focus on so much and work ourselves up over, whether it's how good or evil something is, or especially when it's, when it's evil, I'm just like, why do we keep talking about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we didn't talk about it, and if we all just acted like if we all just said oh no this isn't taken seriously like mm-hmm. then we could move on mm-hmm. like and and we could progress maybe and i don't know if I, I, I maybe that's very self-righteous of me to try to no but think that i'd be able to take that on but i but you know i think i i understand certain things in a different way now and um
0: i don't know just like, It just really when my heart that you like You've just, like, taken... I, if, I'd, if someone had asked me that question, I'd be like, oh, the 80s, because, like, I love... But, but you've just, like, taken that on your shoulders and just said, I would do it now so I could, you know, do some good for the world, so... Yeah. That's, that's nice. That was a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like I'm, like,
0: getting emotional. Hell yeah. So, last question, I guess, is the big one, which is, what would you say to your younger self if you could go back? and
1: give them a piece of advice. My mom used to always tell me slow down. And like it's true though. I've never fucking wanted to do that. <laughs> I never wanted to. And it doesn't mean slow down. It just means like for a second take a breath and live in the moment, you know? Yeah. Don't think about tomorrow so goddamn much. It's like so much easier said than done and I'm still waking up telling myself that every single day, but it's been working more so lately probably because you know I, I am getting older and um i'm actually starting to really like that and yeah yeah and one thing i'll leave sorry actually no, I, I, I should I want to be you done keep going. No, but i feel like with, with all the noise something that i've learned a lot is um to be quiet sometimes yeah although we're on this podcast yapping our faces off and then we're gonna go write some songs and <laughs> try to get them out there to the world but for me you know having some space and some quiet um some alone time isn't the worst thing always, and uh, a lot of people screaming. But I think some people maybe need to um, sit, sit down, shut up, and listen. Yeah, and I'm trying to do more of that. Yeah. Good man.
0: Well, thank you. You've been a wonderful guest. Thanks so much I, for having me. This yeah, is great. It's been so good. Thank Sweet. you, man. I'm El Divine, and you've been listening to El Divine's Growing Pains. Hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow me on Spotify or wherever you find your favourite shows to be updated on each new episode.